Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Tony Katz, the morning news. 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Thrilled to be with you. Bunch of stuff to talk about out there. Um, Let's see this. Uh, The writer's strike and Hollywood have tentatively ended uh, their fight. Uh, What I think is so interesting about this, the Writers Guild of America, uh, is I don't think many people care. Um, And I feel like that's got to be eye-opening more for writers and actors who I think are still on strike uh, than anyone else. I don't know what the terms of this deal are. Uh, That's not something that's come out yet. I don't know that I'll pay that close of attention to it, but it'll be interesting to see if the writers got the things they wanted or not. Uh, At some point, would we have cared is the real question you can ask, and the answer to that might be yes, but it it was going to take a while, especially in the world of how media works, how many things um, I think we can do to fill our time if we don't have anything new being pumped out in front of us. So, um, yes, it's interesting to think that even though an agreement was found there, that... For some reason, I don't think it had a, a huge impact uh, throughout this whole process compared to what maybe Hollywood would have had uh, years and years and years ago. And I think beyond maybe just uh, what I'm saying about, um, you know, the amount of entertainment that exists, I think there's a lot of people who also don't really like a lot of the things that Hollywood says and does in the world of politics uh, that make you far less likely to be cheering for them and uh, even paying attention at all. All right. Uh, a couple other things out there. Trump has reacted the poll that shows him beating Biden by over 10 points, Uh, the uh, poll that uh, he put up on social media that a lot of people are sharing was from uh, Washington Washington Post and ABC. Uh, What I think is very interesting about that is that uh, he said, just increased my poll lead, this is Trump on on Truth Social, over crooked Joe Biden to 10 points from nine. Well, at least they admitted their mistake, uh, Trump wrote, uh, among other things. This could be the beginning of a giant comeback or what has become known as the lamestream media would also be a big day in America. Trump did also say that he would investigate all of the different uh, media outlets if he were to become president again, uh, including specifically Comcast, who owns NBC and MSNBC, uh, saying how many things are just wrong and biased and how much disinformation or the enemy of the people that he calls them. I think that'd be really interesting, in all honesty, to have a, a deeper dive into exactly how things are done in so many different, say, giant newsrooms throughout the country. Um, Because to me, the most fascinating part about it would be if a whole lot of people just believe the stuff that they say that does feel biased, or if there is that giant, um, you know, uh, network of, say, powerful individuals, pharmaceutical companies, whatever you might uh, think it is, uh, pushing people certain directions, telling them what to do, and then sending the marching orders uh, downward. The only reason I've ever questioned that, and I know anyone that thinks that it's real, will think that I'm a naive 30-something millennial, which I admit, and shake their head and be like, this guy, how does he not know this stuff? Uh, but the reason I, I, I struggle to believe some of that stuff is because I don't think you need to control a lot of individuals today to have them do whatever you want them to do. COVID was one example that really demonstrated that, as sad as it is. 
but also a lot of young people who wind up in valuable jobs in media because a media career is not what it used to be. I think a lot of those young people lean left and a lot of data says they lean left. And so different than maybe past generations, I feel like you don't need as many people behind the curtain telling you what to think because they already overwhelmingly think some things that they don't realize are so far on a side of the aisle because of how social media and everything else is curated too. But I find that fascinating. Whether you want to say that that's the indoctrination working, however it is, I wonder if there was a deeper investigation, not just the MSNBCs, who obviously have a a deep, deep slant that's utterly intentional, but the NBCs, the ABCs of the world that seem unaware of just how slanted some of their information is, or at least claim to be unaware as to how slanted their information is. I, I would like to know how we got to that point. And so I think that'd be a fascinating investigation, even if people would call it a far right Uh, Whatever version of trying to attack the media, it would be uh, something to say the least. All right. One other thing I want to play, and I just find this interesting. Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, popped up on, yep, MSNBC and was asked a question about how threatening Ron DeSantis has been toward him or whatever else uh, was said and how he's been vilified by a lot of conservatives. And the reason I need to play this audio is my favorite thing about any of the back and forth Fauci reaction stuff, whatever it is, has been Fauci's own refusal to admit that he forced himself into all the places he was. He was all over media uh, throughout COVID, not just in front of us um, every once in a while or for a while every single day as far as the press briefing with the former president, but he he was taking interviews from, I think, anyone that offered them. And he was he was absolutely trying to, for whatever reason, own Uh, The messaging from the White House or from, you know, as he called it, science itself uh, to the American people. And so if you wound up saying stuff that we now are pretty sure uh, you lied about, at the very least, definitely got wrong. That's the byproduct of forcing yourself into that level of of being everywhere, of being, you know, the the messenger of your own independent, um, uh, you know, medical opinion, at the very least, if not. You know, corruptly doing something in the world of a political, politi- a specific political slant. But here's how Fauci again said he's a victim. He's just somebody who got attacked and focused on for whatever reason. Who knows why? I have become, by people who know nothing about me, who don't investigate what I've said I've been done, I become the symbol of what the far-right extremists feel that I'm the one who had to, in an uncomfortable way, I wasn't pleased with that, I wasn't happy to do it, that I had to publicly disagree with the president of the United States. That was very painful for me because I have a great deal of respect for the presidency of the United States. But I felt in order to just maintain my own personal and professional integrity and my responsibility to the American public, I had to say it like it was and I had to do it publicly. You you did not have to do the things the way you did them. You were not required to do it. You could have allowed the president to be at the forefront of whatever it was that he wanted to say at the time. And obviously, some of those things that were being said uh, seem to have proven out to be true. And there's a bunch of studies that we could dive into. And I could use all these, you know, valuable ways to demonstrate that masking didn't work like they said it did, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the point. The point that's so fascinating to me is that Fauci not only did that on the national uh, stage through those different briefings, he did it time and again 
interview after interview, day after day, people asking how he has time for as many different media appearances as he had. He put himself in a position to be a focal point of COVID. And if we don't like the way that people handled COVID, it's not surprising. And I don't think it's far right to say that you point to Fauci as one of the bigger people that we're talking about it all the time. That to me is amazing that his fame was chosen and that he seems to even deny that. All right, we'll take a break a lot more in a bit. Greg Collins filling in Tony Katz, the morning news 93 WIBC.